Hello and welcome to Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Chippy. Fuck. I'm not replying. <laughs> I'm only joking. Off you go. No, no. You do it. I'm Gemma. <laughs> well, that's just thrown me now. This whole thing is going to be turbs, turb, turb, turvy of tops. Topsy turvy. Turvy of tops. She's doing her nails. Yeah. She's wearing a bright colour. You look like you're Don't ready say... for Thursday. Oh, I'm so it's Wednesday, but it's Wednesday. I'm so excited. Why, why, what? What do you mean Thursday? What are you excited? Why am I ready for Thursday? Oh, I said Thursday, but actually it's Wednesday, isn't it? But why, why are you excited for Thursday? Apart from the fact that you're doing a birthday party, but why are you excited for Thursday? I didn't know I was excited for Thursday. I said, you look like you're ready for Thursday. And then I realised it was Wednesday and you look like you're ready for Wednesday and I look like I've just woken up. Even I mean, I have. <laughs> Whereas you're like, nails, nails painted, hair done. I know, I'm painting. I'm, I'm currently in the process <laughs> of painting. Um, I'm painting it with, for anyone who wants to know, um, Essie, um, Bootloads of Love, number 819. Oh, nice. That's nice. Is it kind of a white colour? It's 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 white. Are you going to show us? You know? Well, I've only done the first coat, but it's like white. Nice. But it's got an ever so slight pearlescent, not like pearlescent, pearlescent, just like when yeah. you sort of turn your nail, it's sort of, it's a little bit, so it's not a flat white. It's not a flat white. Not like you're painting like nails with tipex. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Exactly. When you're in year eight and you're tipexing your nails oh, and then yeah. colouring it over with a pen. <laughs> um, well, they look very nice, Gemma. I had really beautifully painted nails. You did? I saw. Last and then I was supposed to go out on Thursday night in London, but I had this tummy thing going on. So I didn't go. And then I went to a very swanky art thing on Friday and I had my lovely nails. And then Saturday, time to clean the duck pond. Shredded the old nails. Mm -hmm. Ducks mm -hmm. don't care about my nails. So that they had to come off. Oh. But now oh. I've got chickens and everyone's first day of free ranging today. So we'll see how that goes. I feel like a very nervous new parent. When you say free ranging, what does that mean? Are, so I've got my garden and then I've got a gate and a fence through to the orchard, which is like a long, thin strip. And in there is where I've built my duck house, mm -hmm. big nest area with the pond. And uh, they sleep in a house that's in there and the chickens sleep in a coop that's in there. Am I keeping you up, Gemma? <laughs> my, my chickens sleep in a coop that's in there but today the gate to the duck pen is open so they can free range in the orchard so the ducks can't fly so they should be okay but the bantams they are the smallest little chickens i've ever seen but they can fly and i'm oh. not clipping their wings so that what i didn't know chickens could fly Yeah, chickens fly, absolute wally, unless you clip their wings. 
Well, my chickens can't fly. Have you clipped their wings? They've probably had their wings clipped. How they got one wing that's longer than the other? I've never asked them to do that. Well, they they sort of they flap and they get like two foot off the ground and then fall down again. Yeah, that could be. It could be that they just don't know how to fly, or they could just. Oh, we think uh, now. I'm going to have to teach them, aren't I? Oh no! But <laughs> I was going to clip their wings because I don't want them flapping over into the road or somewhere day or like into my garden with the dogs. Yeah. But then the girl who has given them to me for a year was like, "Yeah, but if if a fox or something comes for them, they can fly out the way." Which is true. Anyway, I feel like a very nervous new parent. They've they're free ranging today. I'm so tired. Yeah, you've had chicken drama. We've both had quite a chickeny dramary time. Fucking hell, I can't even. They I don't actually... show this a good life, do they? No, they bloody don't. Actually, they you know... probably they probably do show Barbara out at four a.m. <laughs> in a, a nighty. <laughs> Cheerfully yesterday was like being all professional and sending me loads of like professional messages. <laughs> I just was not replying to any of those because on um what day is it? It was it was on Monday night. Well, strictly speaking, very early Tuesday morning. I hear <laughs> me and Mike sit both upright in bed and like chickens fox. Now normally, normally I have to set myself three alarms to get out of bed in the morning, so I have a 6am wake up and just think I can't I'm not one of those people that can bounce out of bed Mike can bounce out of bed so I have a 6am 6.15 and a 6.30 and then I have a 6.40 catch all one in case I fall asleep and, and nightmare right so what happened was I bounced out of bed bad that is bad bad for me right so I was naked put on my long tall Sally dressing gown wellies Eddie, Eddie comes with me and it's in like half light and I see these two foxes around the chicken coop not in chickens were going absolutely crazy Eddie chase brave brave boy chases brave Eddie and then I didn't know who to save the dog or the chickens anyway Eddie comes back the fox. do you think yeah well I don't know I've just seen my dogs with foxes in Eddie's not like your dog yeah, but mouse mouse is tiny and I've seen mouse hanging off the back of a fox <laughs> anyway I did hear a yelp it wasn't from Eddie so anyway come back in and I'm like Mike at this point Mike's here I'm like fox and I was really shaken by it um and it was raining so the water is climbing up the back of my long tall Sally dressing gown you know like Disney jeans in the 90s right yeah and it, I'm wearing some of those today oh yeah yeah, my my knees are going to be damp by lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be ready for it. <laughs> and and I'm like, I can't leave them alone because they were really distressed, like really distressed. So I was stood in the chicken coop with them. Now you can't lock the chicken coop from the inside. I am now remedying that. It will be remedied. I didn't even think of that except for my builder who built my thing was like, you need one of those latches so you can yeah. open it and cut it from the inside. And I was like, what? You really do. And this is why. Foxy trots back, back again. Chickens crap their pants, start flapping. Not flying, because they can't. Flapping. They're like, right. they're like crap their pants was an unfortunate term, considering both of our stomachs. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so they flap and then they they escape essentially is the word. And it was like when things happen in slow motion, it's dawn, I'm in a dressing gown, I'm naked underneath my dressing gown, but I've got my wellies on. It's raining and I'm soaking wet through. And there's a fox and there's four chickens that are now in the allotment and they just did not want to come back in. They were happy, right? They were like, we are in this allotment. We don't care if our life is in peril and we don't care that you're trying to help us. We are just going to go and start pecking stuff. So I picked one up, the nice one that is affectionate. So I picked her up and I was like, come on, come on, Ginger. I didn't know what to do. So I ran through the house. I took my wellies off, up two flights of stairs, burst into the bedroom where Derek is just about falling back to sleep after the first incident. And I just appeared in our bedroom with a chicken. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, you have to come and help me. The chickens have escaped. He's like, what do you mean the chickens have escaped? I might have let the chickens out by mistake. So as you can imagine, he was not happy with me. So he's swearing. Um, and the, that's not my stomach, that's a motorbike. Um, and um, yeah, uh, he um, comes downstairs and then we proceeded to spend the next half an hour trying to cajole four chickens who were in distress back into the chicken coop, came back inside and then couldn't go back to sleep. So now it's like half five or something. So I'd been awake since 4am and then I'd promised to take the kids to London to see like the Jubilee stuff and everything. And um, my body just had a bit of a meltdown in Charing Cross Station. That is all I'm going to say. This My, is very much what you see on Instagram yes. is not reality. No. I saw a lovely picture of Gemma having a great time in London, literally below the surface. I had to send the kids home with Mike while I waited till it was safe to leave the station. Yeah. I wouldn't know. You know how women um, synchronise periods? Yes. I feel like we've synchronised sleeping and stomachs because... I woke up at 2 a.m. on Monday night slash Tuesday morning and could not get back to sleep. I was doing this really annoying, I think it's an ADD thing, but I'm not sure, where I literally had like two bars of a song on loop oh. obsessively for like four hours. And then about half six, I nodded off again, just in time for my little tiny four-year-old alarm clock to race into my house. And I've had a really upset stomach for two weeks now so I feel like yours is chronic mine was like, acute. <laughs> acute acute yours, it was acute. very acute and not not that cute no and I, I was I, without without wanting to go into too much detail I just kept what kept flashing through my mind was that scene from bridesmaids no I haven't seen it oh well it's lost on you they go to the, they go to this restaurant and they get really bad food poisoning and it's almost instantaneous effect and they're all like sweating and they're like they're trying to find a toilet and in the end i think it's melissa mccarthy just says just has to stop and do it in, in the road <laughs> down a grate or something oh my god that's like my worst nightmare yeah it is that is my worst nightmare i carry anxiety around about that sort of thing so the thought of getting on a train I just couldn't do it. So I said well, to Mike, What happened to me on Thursday? Because like, I was supposed to be going to London. It was going to, I was really excited. And then I was like, I can't. 
I have to go on the train with an upset stomach. I have a corrections corner, actually. Um, uh, the boy's old head teacher came to stay. Yeah. And she'd been listening to us on the way down. And she said, teachers do not enjoy school trips. Oh, they just grin and bear. They do not. We said that they, they do not enjoy school trips. I actually know one who says she does, but also she corrected me on the GCSEs. So we had to do English literature, English language, yeah, maths, RE or religious studies. Yeah. Oh fuck, something else. I and everything, that. and oh. then everything else was chosen by you. Well, I have to do a language. Well, the thing is, yeah, you usually do a humanities and a language. And, oh, no, oh, and you have to do one science. So that was the thing. So that's the five. English literature, English language, maths, one science or combined sciences and religious studies. And then you can choose anything else, but they like you to do a language, for example. And they like you to do a humanities. Right. So th those are my corrections straight from the teaching well. body. Now, but can she speak? I've got, I potentially have a correction for correction. Okay, yeah. And um, which I would like her to clarify. Is okay. she comfortable speaking for the whole of the teaching profession when she says that they don't like school trips? I mean, I think we'll all, all agree that in every situation there is an <laughs> exception to the rule. Uh, and I did say it shows how amazing teachers are at. Um, making parents believe that they're having a great time yeah yeah uh so <laughs> i think she'd agree that there are exceptions to the rule but they are not the norm okay so here i was thinking everyone delighted in taking my little poppets out and about i've got a question yeah more of a we're all wondering really right the question so it's the jubilee <clears throat> Right. Yeah. Oh, this is meant to be our Jubilee episode. We're not doing anything. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, we've talked about the Jubilee. Oh, hold on a minute. Someone said they wanted us to talk like the Queen. So you do your best Queen impression. Today, we are having a Jubilee episode. I can't think of what else she'd say. So I'm um, slightly obsessed I've been really watching The Crown, much to Derek's Yeah, I never watched it the first time. Um, and then I watched it, I'm, I just really love Claire Foy, I think she's lovely. She's got the most beautiful lips. Right. And she wears lipstick very well. Right. I can't wear lipstick, like... Uh, and anyway. you look great in lipstick. We've had this. Um, a picture of my infected, just to um, see how it's clear. Anyway, I watched, a, watched a, a video of her being interviewed, I think it was by Graham Norton, about how she got into the character with the voice. And she said, um, they used to have to say Clarence House a lot. Clarence. Oh, I've got more things I can talk to you about after this. Hold on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just Googling Claire Foy lips, not lips. Claire <laughs> Foy. Mouth. Now, it's not that I want to be mean or unsupportive because everyone looks great and she is way more beautiful than me, but she is the sort of woman who I look at and I'm like, 
shouldn't set my world on fire. Ah, but are you looking at her in the crown? Look no, at I'm that. just looking at red carpet photos. She's yeah. got a very good um, Cupid's bow shape. Mm-hmm. And should I tell you what's good about that? It's, the sim- it's a similar shape to how Marilyn Monroe used to draw hers on. Yeah. Like quite a wide, flat Cupid's bow, as opposed to everyone thinks you need like a pointy, pointy Cupid's bow, but a wide, flat one is really, and you can cheat that super easy. Well, I, what I like about her makeup in the crown is the fact that she has, because obviously they had to be slightly true to the era, she, ha- she doesn't really have any eye makeup on, but she always yeah. has a beautifully stained lip. So it's like, yeah. it's a lip stain. So it's almost like she's been wearing her lipstick a while and dabbed it off. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I absolutely do know. We could, you could have those lips in a second, lovey. Ooh, because I'm thinking now I'm like taking my lashes off. Now they're growing out. So, yeah. I, I, my face of heavy on the eye. Is, yeah. What if I you're going to face lips? yourself on the queen? Anyway, yeah. So anyway, the, the, the thing. So they said Clarence House a lot. She didn't. It was, oh, that's difficult. House but yeah. Difficult. So the vo- the voice coach said, say it like mouse. So Clarence House. And that's yeah. how they, that, you know how lots of people have a hook to get into an accent or a character. That's, that was her hook. So she just go Clarence House instead of Clarence House. Clarence House as in mouse. But I don't want to sound like an idiot, but don't you say house and mouse the same anyway? Yeah, but if but the the queen doesn't say Clarence House like I would say it like mouse like Northern House as in mouse. I don't know. It works. All right, just works. Works for her. I'm already speaking like the queen. Um. um yeah. So um, I've got some fun, fun, um, fun, fun facts. Um, okay. I, I I did this for my. I did a I did a jubilee spruce up session. For the rock now, the I really like. I I think what I really like. I'm really not. I I'm not very keen on people who are anti the monarchy. Now, obviously, you're free to think what you like, and there'll be lots of people out there who aren't keen on me. So let's not take this. Oh well, let me way. tell you but, this. A lot of I'm, people. Let, let me before you before you finish. A lot of people. Uh, not a lot. A handful of people messaged me yesterday to say they are unfollowing me on my Gemma Bray account because I went to see Buckingham Palace. <laughs> but it's like okay, I don't care. Like two things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. This is the first interaction I've ever had with you. <laughs> I'm not going to miss you. Um, firstly, I completely understand if you disagree with the institution, but they are born into it. And if you've been born into it, like there's lots of downsides to being a royal. There's stuff, you know, there's a real shit side to it. And they didn't make the decision. They didn't run for office. They're just born and that's what happens. And that's what happens to everyone. So I'm a bit like, you can be really anti it, but if you were born lady so-and-so with a fuck ton of money, you wouldn't be moaning. Do, I, do, anyway, that's my one thing. My second thing is, do you want Prime Minister? No, do you want President Boris Johnson? <laughs> no. That what you fucking want? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want President Boris Johnson, who's really hard to get rid of and has ultimate power? No, thanks. I don't. The Queen doesn't do that much, but she <laughs> is a is a is a stopgap between us and all all ruling 
Boris Johnson. But I, I also the Queen was never meant to be the Queen. No, poor lovey. So you know, a valley good job of it. But I just feel like I don't know. You can be anti the institution of monarchy worldwide, but they're they're born into it and they're doing a job that's kind of 24-7 and a bit sucky and under scrutiny all the time and has a lot of tough decision making. I find it really difficult to decide which cereal to buy when I'm in Lidl. Now I understand that the Queen probably doesn't have those smaller decisions to make that build up. You know, she's not in Lidl making those uh, uh, decisions, but she has to make loads of shitty ones. So I just, you know, but I think what I find really funny is I'm all, you know, the Jubilee is great. I did celebrate her, a previous Jubilee in a very, um, can't remember if my mother listens to this podcast. There was a Jubilee that took place when I was, well, what is this Jubilee? What year? 70. So it must have been 70. 50 I think it must have been 50th that I celebrated uh with the Canadian in Green Park so um that was good so um you know I but I I, I it's not that I don't celebrate the Jubilee but I'm not that fussed by it I, you know I'm, I'm going to a picnic in the village because my mum's going but otherwise I but I am attempting to be a recluse so you know it's at odds with my reclusivity. Whereas you, you're at Buckingham Palace. You've got a jubilee themed rock the housework. You're shedding followers for your <laughs> loving of the Queen on one of one of your accounts. And I just wouldn't necessarily have had you pinned. It's like a because you're not that festive. No, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's the fact that Hello. I actually get quite emotional about it. <laughs> oh God. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm perimenopausal. Like, have I told you all that? I, I have known you for. Oh, my eyes are leaking. Oh, oh God, her eyes are leaking at the thought of the Queen. Tell us, Gemma. I just think it's not necessarily the Queen. I don't know her, right? No one really does. Really? She's, yeah. And no one knows her, right? She's made, she's done this amazing thing that I could never do. I always wear my heart on my sleeve of never really revealing how she feels about anything. Now, how frustrating must that be? Not be able to have a rant. I'm sure she does in her private rooms. But for me, it's the fact that she's seen so much and she's always been there. And like, it, she's always- She's a very constant person. Exactly. She's very constant. So and that's, I think, if you look historically at monarchy, they're not as constant as her, and she should get props for that. She doesn't, she doesn't divorce Philip for being a, do you know what I mean? She doesn't comment on stuff. It's yeah. the same, and actually, one of the things about Diana, oh, this is going Jubilee. One of the things about Diana, who, and I wasn't a big weeper about Princess Diana. She, I'm sure she was very, she was a very good woman, but I'm not a, a a massive in love with Princess Diana person. Um, and my dad did meet her a couple of times for army stuff and said she was very magnetic and mm -hmm. uh, an incredible personality. 
But one of the problems that Princess Diana faced is, and one of the reasons people, royalty marries royalty, is it is so difficult to put up with everything and have a stiff upper lip and not comment and not get involved and have be under scrutiny the whole time. And that was her downfall. And I think something that Kate Middleton has done incredibly well is Kate Middleton does not comment. Mm-hmm. She, whatever is going on about her and her relationship with William or her relationship with Harry or whatever it is, she never comments. And I think, I think that's very admirable because I think it's fucking difficult. It must I, be I can't really do it. difficult. I, I know but, I can't do it. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, that's what it is. It's more, it's more like looking at her and seeing how much she has seen. You know, she was been the queen, like from Churchill to Johnson. You know, all the stuff <laughs> that she's seen. God, queen, don't die until we... Can we find a good prime minister for her to go out on? Can't be from, from Churchill to Johnson. Anyway, I've got some. I've got some facts. So I did do a, a jubilee spruce up episode for the and I, and I put some but facts. Anyone, I, I just want to say. I mean, it's the fucking bane of my life, really. Jenna's rock the house work because it's taken over my social media. Anytime I open any social media, it's just people talking about how uh, Gemma's Rock the Housework Patreon has changed their lives, which is very nice. Well done, everyone. But I keep saying to Gemma, like, I cannot look at anything without hearing about this. But I also see people asking where it is. Patreon. Rock the housework. Have Gemma tell you how to clean, where to clean. Get it done in half an hour. Here That's what I bought yesterday break. when I was trying to distract myself from the, the, the pain in Charing Cross. Fucking hell. Well, you do. You love her look and she's waving. I love her outfit. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Hold on a second. How's she waving like this? Maybe we'll hear her say, I have a new council. Maybe, 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 maybe she's speaking. And and also, I would just like to give a shout out to Gemma and Chippy from Life Laundry. I listen every every Friday with the corgis. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, then we could put a little royal crest on everything. Yeah. That'd be nice. Anyway, facts. Corgis walking out and Eddie. Prince Eddie, Prince, his little... Eddie <laughs> Prince Edward of Kent. Yeah. Oh yeah, sounds amazing, suits him. Right, okay, so question for Chippy. Let's see, let's see. Let's okay. see how much she knows about Buckingham Palace. None, I've never been. Join never in at been. home, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> how many cleaning staff do you think the palace employs? 400. 800. Ooh. How many yeah. light bulbs do you think there are in Buckingham Palace? 200,000. 40, 200,000? Just, I mean, there's a lot of lights. 40,000. Okay. Yeah. How many yeah, times? Exactly. How fucking stressful is that? You have 800 cleaners. That's 800 people that need to be vetted. Mm. 800 people. I don't think she does it herself. I think. No, I think she does. I think she interviews, she checks every light bulb. But I feel like 
But imagine that's 800 people you've got to have in your house and you're the fucking queen. That would stress me out. I don't like anyone in my house. And she will have, I mean, you can I like, clean it. If, if necessary, I want to walk down in the morning in just my pants and make a coffee. I mean, I don't, obviously, I like, kids, but like. Yeah, but I feel like if you clean in Buckingham Palace, you probably have a lady in waiting or someone who's just standing there making sure you're not. How many bum on the Queen's <laughs> How many times was um, Buckingham Palace hit by bombs in World War Two? Mm, once. Nine. Nine. Hit nine times. Can I just say that sort of thing pisses me off though because I live quite near Southampton now, and Southampton. And I'm really sorry to anyone who lives in Southampton. There are some nice areas, but quite a lot of the architecture of Southampton is fucking horrible. And it's fucking horrible because it got bombed. And then in the 60s, they were like, let's build some buildings. The 60s was not time for architecture. No. All right. So the the garden, it's got 40 acres, including a helipad, a tennis court. Imagine. And she got pigs. Well, it says... She's got a lake and over 350 types of wild flowers and home to 30 species of birds. Nice. Yeah. Um, 700- maybe this is why she is so calm. What we don't know is that maybe she does what I would do if I had that. If I had that, I would spend quite a lot of time. I'd walk or drive a golf buggy until I felt like I was in a spot that I wanted to be. And then I would lie on the floor and primal scream. And maybe that's what she does. Ah! <laughs> I'm all screaming because why not? Um, okay, carry on. Oh, I've clicked off it. Right, one more, one more, one more. Let me find one more. How many guests do you think she hosts a year in the palace? Banquets, dinners, lunches, garden parties. So we're not talking like this is mine and yours nightmare. I mean, what, you know, this is the thing. If I had been thrust 400, into... 000. Huh? 400,000. No, bring it down a little bit. Higher, lower. Lower. 300,000. Lower. 150,000. Lower. Oh. Uh, 70,000. Little bit lower. 60,000. Teeny bit lower. 50,000. Okay, that's less than I thought because if you think like she has a garden party, there'd be three hundred people there, yeah, at least. So I always think, are there there ones that you don't know about? I mean, obviously I don't know about any of them, but but mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? If you're doing one of those a week, which you're obviously not, but that kind of those kind of events where you can just they add up, it would be my worst nightmare, yeah, and that's nice. the thing. As much as I joke about like when I'm queen or when I rule the world or whatever, uh, and footballers will be giving all their money to nurses, um, the fucking socializing. No. And I was watching something with Joe the other day. Oh, we, uh, Joe and I rewatched the West Wing. So we're rewatching the West Wing and Joe, and I love it. I don't like politics, but I love it. And, and Joe loves it. But the thing about the West Wing is the president's wife is like amazing and charming and if she's having an argument with her husband she goes off and sits in the kitchen and eats a sandwich and is grumpy and then she goes back out and she's charming and lovely and supportive and I was like can you fucking imagine can you just imagine 
if you were president of the United States and married to me? He'd be like, well, you'd turn up in your pyjamas at seven o'clock and unplug the music and then tell everyone to fuck off. I was like, yeah, I fucking would. It's just not. And that's the thing. As much as you think, oh, that I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm not saying this about the laundrettes, but I'm sure some people are like, they've got all their fucking money. They're wasting all the money, the monarchs and the blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't, I, that thought of having to host garden parties or state dinners and talk to boring people all the time it's just a massive no what i would do is i'd have like 50 gary jumpsuits with different jewels sewn onto them and that would be my royal uniform now this takes me back do you regret wearing the gary jumpsuit to london yesterday <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Overheard. Now this was one of. Yeah. I can't get out my Gary in time. This was, well one the, this was one of the deciding factors for me not getting on the train straight away, because we've all we all know what a train toilet is like, right? Now I live in fear yeah. of those doors opening before I'm ready, right? Yeah. Which in a jumpsuit is bad. It's a bad situation, yeah. right? Because you are bearing all to everybody, basically, aren't you? No, so you don't want your jumpsuit, arms and body on the floor of the train loo. If, do you know what I mean? You don't want, you got to, it's all got to be quite tied up in, in a train loo, really. You're lacking in space, but also cleanliness. And also doesn't bode well for speed. You know, you've got to be you've got to be speedy in these situations. And if you're like logistically yeah. thinking about where am I going to put my sleeves? Oh, hold on a minute, I've got to tie this in a knot. I'll just balance that on this. Not not great. Yeah, it's not there. No, um, and also, also someone yeah. does need to send a memo to Charing Cross about the quality of their toilet paper. It is offensively bad. Burns, burns, burns the ring of fire. Oh, anyway, I'm glad that's over. So what's been your positive of the week, Chippy? <laughs> this conversation, pretty much. Um, my positive of the week. Oh, I had a really nice thing happen to me. I was going to say my positive of the week is my bantams, which they are. I'm about to go and worriedly check that they're still alive. But... Um, I went to this art exhibition in Somerset on Friday mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go with Joe. And so Joe is my my chatty, sociable wingman. Um, and it turned out that they were ending school early and having a Jubilee picnic on Friday. So Joe had to go to the Jubilee picnic and I had to go to the art thing by myself. And it was lovely and sunny and it was great. But when I arrived, I realized that the the guy I knew, it's the equivalent of knowing the groom at a wedding. You're not gonna have a lot of chat time. They know everyone that's there. Like, so I was like, fine. They had the most amazing lunch. So I was like, I'm gonna get a huge plate of food. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in the sun. I'm gonna eat my food, scroll on my phone. And then I'm going to go home anyway. So I get the most obscene amount of food because I've had this upset stomach for two weeks and I was having a good day. So I hadn't eaten properly for ages. So I was like, right, this is it. And I'm about to put my first mouthful in and I just hear someone going, Chippy. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And it was my friend who I've known since I was about 13. 
we got set up we both went to boarding school and we got set up on a blind date to a which was very sweet in hindsight because it was for a school ball event I never fucking went to those so it was very sweet that we all went through the motions of pretending that I was going to go to one and needed to be set up on a date with a boy um but we have remained friends and we used to chat on the phone all the time and send each other letters all the time he's fucking handsome which always helps and he was there with his lovely wife who I'd never met before and they had a three-week-old baby and and I literally hadn't seen him for over a decade and he's one of those people who's exactly the same and he just comes over and gives me a massive hug picks up my plate carries it over to where they're all sitting and just we have the best afternoon um chatting oh. and sitting in the sun and rose it and it was lovely and I was like you are so, you are capable of socializing if I like you we'll be sociable if I don't like you we shall not be sociable you have been warm um, dress. <laughs> but it was just also I think it's partly I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day a lot of it I think is to do I think I'm very socially awkward because of my name I was having a conversation with someone about this and how I was so obsessed with my kids having very easy names um, because oh, it's yeah. really difficult if you're meeting people. And I had that, yes, I had that on the at the art thing. Um, and I had it the other day where people are like, and what's your name? And you say Corinna. And they're like, Corinna? No, Corinna. Well, the, the amount of meetings that you and I have sat in and someone who still, who knows you, still insists on calling you Corinna. Yeah. Yeah, every but time. That's not her name. And so if that's how you start, but that's the thing. If you say actually it's Corinna, people look at you like you're being really picky. Rude, but you're like they're yeah. actually two separate names. It's like if I called you Elsbeth and your name's Elizabeth, hmm. or I called you Jemima. It's like it's, they may sound really similar to you, but they're not the same name. Um, and I think that has always put me on the back foot because if that's how you meet people and you're like hi and it's Corinna and they cannot get it yeah and you're explaining it it puts you in a kind of an apologetic yeah I get that yeah um so I do think that's partly to do with my incredible social awkwardness but that's my positive of the week um what's your positive of the week Gemma being at home near your own loo oh yeah there's nothing there's no greater luxury in life <laughs> there's no like that sometimes when I've been really anxious, I've just been like, you need your own loo. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Um, positive for the week. Um, Is it the Jubilee, Gemma? I, I don't know. I, I am quite excited. I am quite excited about that. I love watching stuff like that on the telly. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch all the coverage and... I like to see what people are wearing and, you know, I just, I like a bit of pomp and circumstance. That's what I like. It's really nice. And I get a bit, uh, I think the thing is that if there used to be pomp and circumstance, my dad would be involved. And so I think perhaps I'm a little bit, I get a bit. Thing is, it's engaged from it now because he's not around and it's like, I find Remembrance Day really difficult. I find the Lord Mayor's Parade for some reason really difficult i just uh, i get emotional and cry at any mass participation event oh like, my god you should sit, watch me badminton horse trials i, I don't know um, what it is like the start of a marathon 
the start of anything where there's a collective group of people yeah just all all doing the same thing I just get so emotional about it and I just I just don't know what it is and I have said to everyone that uh, like in my house I will cry and they're like we know we know But then actually, you know what's really nice is that when you're dead and gone, Thomas will be watching the Queen's 800th Jubilee because she's not going anywhere. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. You say that and then let me say. And you'll be like, oh, mum always used to cry. It'll be like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I always, I have similar with my dad when my dad always used to cry when a war was declared. Not quite the same. But like, it's that thing. It'll be like, oh, I remember her 70th jubilee mum went around crying I, I bought yesterday when it was raining i bought a union jack umbrella did you yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kids have learned the national anthem off by heart so i feel like i'm accidentally um raising some real but just to add a bit of balance for the people that think you know the conspiracy theory amongst the laundrettes um the local primary school we've got like a cricket ground in the middle of Sevenoaks and the local primary school I don't know which uh, one of them the kids had obviously been tasked to draw crowns and they've then taken those pictures and put them onto like plastic signy things that they've pinned to the railings okay right lovely crowns right all lovely colored crowns and then one kid and i don't know why i don't know why but you know how like there's there's a conspiracy that the queen and they're all lizard people no there is (laughs) there's a a conspiracy yeah they're all lizard right i think it's david ike yeah right who said it this is one kid who's drawn a crown and just a load of lizards and it's on the railings. Nice. <laughs> and I drove past you and I was like, the, they, what, what have lizards Freedom of speech. <laughs> I mean, well, everyone's got a right to have their opinion, Gemma. I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. It might be completely innocent, but it could be a, a huge subtext there that the school has not Did explored. It- yeah, you've read this as a conspiracy. You've read this as conspiracy theorist picture. I've interpreted it as the school know about it and they're allowing all people to have their opinions. But in fact, somewhere there's a kid that just wishes the queen was a dinosaur. Or it could have, they could have been drawing like a T Rex king of the dinosaurs. That could be the thought process there. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Bye bye, everyone.